1: Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Hello, my name is Demetrius. This is Jason. Good morning. And you are listening to Spaces Podcasts Express. Thank you for coming back, everybody. Jason, so I did, uh, we talked about it in a couple of our previous episodes, but I recently finished up a the Archie Mentors Summit. Yeah. To give a little bit of background of what this event actually is, uh, for those that haven't heard us talk about it, it's essentially a free conference primarily targeted towards students in the architecture and design field and people that are early on in their careers in those same fields. and. The idea is to bring people that have kind of crafted alternative roles to our profession, our our industry, um, and sort of blaze their own trail and not necessarily gone about the traditional route that you would expect in AEC. Okay. And then sharing sort of their story or certain things that they have learned along the way and just stuff that you wouldn't normally learn in regular school or training experience. Uh, so that's the backdrop to the whole thing. And okay. there's like tons of people that um, that are pretty huge in the industry on social media and YouTube and stuff like that. Okay. So I was you were on. Yeah, you were on the episode that we had with David Drazzle, Yep. And uh, we started talking and he invited me to do the summit. OK. And it was probably roughly a month or so. And I was like, oh, my God, this is. Pretty tight timeline, but I'm not going to pass up the opportunity. So, so I accepted, figured out my plan to actually put the presentation together. Right. And like that quote from Tyson, that old quote: "Everybody has a plan until until you get punched." punched." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you get punched in the mouth. Totally true. And we talked about how my schedule went crazy because of that recent project. Yep. So that was all at the same time where all those changes were coming in and I was supposed to be trying to work on this presentation. Cause I thought I would be further along in this project right. and my whole plan for prepping for the presentation just went out the window and,
0: uh, back to the college days, just wing it.
1: Yeah. Well, not, not as much, but kind of.
0: <laughs> so my plan
1: to, to develop this whole presentation got pushed all the way up to the last minute. I was literally finishing up the presentation an hour before the actual recording okay i slept for one hour and then did the presentation and afterwards i was just like oh this is not my best work <laughs> and uh in combination with the whole list of people that were gonna present i the uh imposter syndrome was like kicking Massive. in a there were several times from Cause it was a pre-recorded thing. There were several times from after I recorded to the actual publish date where I thought about telling them to just take it off and just scratch me. Cause I was just uh, like, not confident. I don't want to deal with this. Okay. Just didn't feel good about it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be bad. And, uh, I didn't want to put something out there that just wasn't, you know, hundred percent what I could deliver. But then I was just like, I just got to let it go and just see what happens. Yeah, and it actually turned out decent, so I was okay with it when I when I saw it. And then there was actually a few people that were commenting, kind of in the ether, saying that it was like they were actually inspired by it and pulled some cool. good knowledge from it. So I was like, oh, you. thank yes. It's like,
0: and everybody else has sucked except yours.
1: <laughs> no, everyone's still really good. <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> uh, but it was a really cool event. If you're hearing this now and thinking about doing it. I definitely suggest uh, going because it still will be available through the end of the year, but it's at an increased price. It was originally free, and then it went up a couple tiers throughout the week. So now it's $45, I think, for the full 18 presentations. And you can watch them over and over through the rest of the year. So highly recommend it. A lot of good knowledge was shared. But I did want to sort of revisit the stuff that I talked about with you and trying to get your thoughts and opinion. Okay. My presentation was basically about six intangible traits that I think you need to develop and be aware of to reach success. Okay. And through that, I sort of told my story, my path, going through college, getting my license, and starting my own practice, and then starting Gable Media. Okay and uh those traits we can go through so the first one was self-awareness okay it's the ability to see yourself clearly and objectively through reflection and introspection okay and i told this whole story about that but um what are your thoughts is that a good one
0: so you have to god man that's a that's a pretty deep topic to me um (laughs) Self awareness, I think, is massively key, right? Especially if you're a business, you know, if you run a business, if you own a business, if you do those types of things, because ultimately, what that does is it puts you in a position of leadership. And if you're not aware, you know, whether you have one employee or a bunch of teams that work with you, um, if you're not aware of your energy levels and the things that you say and how those affect the people around you, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. And and I think the you know the easiest way for me to relate that is always sports. You know what I mean? So, um, I was, I was pretty lucky to, you know, I, I'd say it's lucky and a curse. Honestly, I was talking to my son about this cause he's, he's become a bit of a leader on his team that he's on and he's the smallest guy and he's got the biggest heart and, you know, puts out the most effort and it's, it's almost a blessing and a burden mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. Because not only do you have to go out and perform, whether it's in the field dice or, or business, but you also have to be aware of your emotional energy because that will sway and throw either A, a meeting you're going into to try and attain more business. B, if you're working with your teams, they're going to feed off of that. If you seem concerned in a time of whatever, they're going to get nervy, right? Mm-hmm. If you seem like you're out of control or whatever, they're going to be very nervous and whatever else. I mean, you have to be self-reflective almost all the time. Yeah. And it's, it it goes into, it's one of those emotional um, intelligence things, right? It goes into your body language and everything else um, that you're setting off. And I would tell you the most, at least I believe the most successful people have the best awareness of those things that they're putting out. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, truly, you know, the most important thing that the, the best business operators, greatest leaders, whatever it is, I would tell you, they're probably not the most intelligent. (laughs) truthfully right Mm -hmm. but they're able to rally the troops they're able to you know get everybody together on the same page and and work towards a plan that's put together and a well-executed plan trumps a well-thought-out plan any day of the week you know what i mean and i think i think that part for the leader at that point whether it's a you know a position that has taken place over time or just because you're the owner of the business and moving forward that's probably the most important thing there is. And I don't think enough people give enough credit to that or enough time investing in honing that skill. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I shared some stories uh, about this, but I told from a perspective of everyone comes to the table with their own worldview that's been shaped by your past in some way. Yeah. And that'll set up roadblocks basically whether you know it or not and it's often very difficult to see those. Yeah. Uh so you have to be able to step outside of yourself to identify them yourself or ask people that are close to you to point those things out to you because they will ultimately prevent you from getting to that next level or progressing uh in general.
0: 100% but you correct. You can
1: hear more about that in my presentation. Um
0: Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Second one was persistence. And this is pretty straightforward. It's a firm continuance in a course of action despite difficulty or opposition. And uh, one of the things I talked about was basically hanging around long enough to be the last one in the room, essentially.
0: The bloodiest one still standing. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think persistence is important. I think always being part of the conversation or being part of the mix, as I call it, is important. I'll also tell you that some people don't let things die when they need to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's a very difficult thing to probably learn and, and know like, look, there's, you know, I've, I've done it. There's something that I think is going to be the way we need to go. And let's just say it's not work. It's, it's happened before, it, it's not working out. -hmm. Yeah, but if I just do this, maybe it'll work out. If I just do this, maybe it'll work out. If I just do this, maybe it'll work out. And it's not working. It's like, listen, idiot. Like (laughs) maybe you need to change course. And just because you're stubborn, you know, and from an arrogant or egotistical mind stand, you want to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Just because you think you can make it happen doesn't always mean it's the right thing to do. I think persistence is key. Like you have to be willing to ride out the highs and the lows if that's what you're saying. Or I would I would probably phrase it more that direction Mm -hmm. and not just change with the tide be, you yeah. know, like stick to your plan and whatever else. But then there's also the caveat to that. That's like, look, self-aware, be real with yourself. Is this really not working because of the issues are going on? You just have to keep pushing forward or is it really not working because your plan sucks? Like, you know, it could be that. And you have yeah. to, and that's where you know, I would tell you, having somebody that you can confide in and really can trust their opinion, you know, either with you in your business or somebody outside mm-hmm. um, or mentor of some sort or whatever you want to look at that would be key. Mm -hmm. right because they may either say like yeah man i you know based off what you're saying from a third party you need to keep going or based off what you're saying from a third party i don't even know why you started doing that (laughs) you know so i think it's i think that's a double-edged sword on the Mm -hmm. persistence you have to have persistence period but there's the other side where it can get too deep and you need to just cut your losses if you will and move on and do something else
1: yeah and that can be one of the questions came up is like, how do you know when do you cut your losses and and accepting the uh, sunk costs? Yeah, uh, the the sunk costs that you have can be hard to walk away from.
0: I mean, um, it's it's one of those things where you know, are you gonna are you in a position where you're throwing good money at bad? I mean, that's yeah. that's one of the other phrases that's used, and I can tell you when we were building the cabinet company for a couple of years, like, buddy, like that was the discussion all the time. Yeah are we throwing good money at bad? Are we throwing good money at bad? And I remember saying, no, I can make this work. And I'll be honest with you. There's a couple of times I went and like, am I crazy? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, can I really do this? And, and so it took, it took some heavy nights really sitting there and and thinking about it, praying about it. You know, if if you're an individual that prays and has faith, and you know, this is the direction I should be going. And, you know, if I can get this, this and this done, I know I can make this work. Mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of persistence, but there was also a lot of people that was telling me I was crazy too. Um, a lot of arguments, a lot of, you know, a lot of failures, you know what I mean? Like we never hurt the service side. So on the outside, people didn't really know, but when it originally got started and I wasn't in the beginning on the operation side, but when it originally got started, it was hemorrhaging. Yeah. And I think every business when you get into manufacturing will hemorrhage for a year or two, but it's figured into that investment. And it was not doing what was Figured, yeah, and ultimately, look, we built one of the best ones, and at least in our region, um, that's been hitting plan and doing all that kind of stuff and whatever. So, in this gamble, you know, I took the arrows and you know, it worked out. Never, never go back and say, I told you so, don't ever do that. But it was a struggle, and I'll tell you, I think the way I knew on that one, if it wasn't going to work, I think I said, if I can, if it doesn't work this year,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I have to stop, you know what I mean? Because it just at that point, it feels like it's you know, it's a sickness. And yeah. so it may, it may just be a time, a time thing where you're just like, look, if, if I can't make it profitable or successful by whatever metric that is by this point, mm-hmm. then I need to stop and, 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 being honest with yourself and going, I'm giving it everything I've got, you know, yeah. to get it there. And if I, and, and if you believe in yourself and you can't get it there at that point, then you know, you need to do something else more effective with your time. Yeah. That's hard. It's hard. That's yeah. <laughs> hard.
1: Uh, the third one was resourcefulness, uh, the ability to overcome problems or to make do with what is available to create a solution. And this is somewhat in the family of persistence. It's number one. Number one. It's number
0: one. And, yeah. and the reason, I'm sorry, you're going to give your, your uh, example is what you, you use for that, right?
1: Uh, well, this one I probably spent the most time, which I think is a nod to why you say it's number one, because it is very important and because you're going to hit those walls and you got to figure out a way to get around them over around under through <laughs> some way you got to figure out a way to get get past it
0: yeah I think you know is um so first and foremost for a business you're in business because you're solving a problem that's the number one thing and no matter what business it is whether it's services whether it's products what, whatever it is you see some type of solution that needs to be had for somebody's annoyance or whatever it is. You're, so you're creating solutions already, right? You're problem solving. And inevitably when you start a business or you run a business, your day, especially as you ratchet up further and further in the chain is nothing but problems. So if you can't problem solve, you're going to have a massive problem. And I think the biggest thing is you need to be able to have the experience to be able to dive down and shrink your vision right? As an as a, as a business leader, but then be able to step back and take the 10,000 foot view and understand where you're still going. Yeah. And that's probably the most complex portion of everything that people are dealing with. But the number one that you have to be able to problem solve, it's going to be personnel problems. It's going to be product problems. Geez, look at the times we're in right now. I got supply problems <laughs> every day. You know what I mean? And can we jump to this? Can we move to this? Can we do, you know, whatever it is and to where your mind is consistently working on that part. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, by answering some of these questions and these topics that you're bringing up, if people are being honest with themselves in a self-reflective manner, Mm -hmm. can you really run a company or not? Yeah. Like if you listen to what we're talking about, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, there's a lot of amazing parts to it, but people that the days where You know, like you watch that show, Mad Men or whatever. I watched a few episodes. I just couldn't stomach the rest of it. But you got these guys that make it look like they're bosses and they just got their feet up all the time. Like That's not really how it works. You know what I mean? Like it's it's consistent issues, you know? And like one day you think you finally got it all humming and you're like, this should be a great day. And bam, like you get hit, you know, now you got a worker's comp claim or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just like whatever, like it's always something. And so if you're not in the mode of being able to find enjoyment in the struggle, I like working out, right? Like if you can't learn to find the enjoyment of the pain and the suffering and the tiring stuff you're going through, you're not going to see the results. You know, you have to figure out to find the enjoyment in that stuff or, or whatever. It's not all bad, but it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you got to be able to problem solve. If you can't problem solve, (laughs) there's no place in management for you. Like in my, in my personal opinion, it just, isn't. Yeah. Number four
1: was empathy. The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. I think this is an important one that gets overlooked. Gary Vaynerchuk is one that's been preaching this and bringing it to the forefront. But I think it's really important because not only does it make you a better leader and sort of understand the people around you better, but it also informs the way that you approach and problem solve in the future for things that going back to worldview, you know, you have your own set worldview and and understanding of things, but there's a lot more problems than what your view of the world will experience. So having that empathy for others, understanding what they go through, uh, allows you to solve more problems than what you may have in your vision.
0: You know, like you said, Vaynerchuk, you know, he's huge on this stuff. Um, Mm -hmm you know, several years ago, the, the idea of emotional intelligence came out EQ, right? As opposed to IQ. Mm-hmm. And I jumped on that way back when, cause I love psychology and and I just love the idea of being able to, if you're a marketing person, you have to understand where people are coming from, what their views are, and then properly fit a solution to that problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Emotional intelligence is everything. And there's a really hard read book and it's literally titled emotional intelligence, but I think Daniel Goldman or Coleman or something like that. It's a hard read, but if people could get through it, it would help you understand some of these things. And I would, I would back it up by saying there's a lot of leadership books out there. Leadership books, do you no favors Mm -hmm. until you understand the emotional intelligence side, the empathy side, there's a bunch of uh, categories that go along with that because you can't lead a group of people if you don't understand where they're coming from and what they're feeling and what it takes to make them tick individually. Yeah. If you've got 200 people, you're going to have to break it down into some groups, obviously, but that's 200 different minds that are going to process what you're saying differently than the person next to them, most likely. And you have to be able to deliver a message and have conversations with those individuals in a way that's going to get everybody to synthesize in a plan that moves you forward. Yeah. So stop reading leadership books, <laughs> go get some books on emotional intelligence and psychology, because that will help you understand not only how you're doing it, but mm-hmm. also how your voice goes out and is received by the other people on the other side. It doesn't matter what you're saying. If you don't receive the message in a manner in which is going to help you get on the same page as me, it's pointless. Yeah. And, and, so, and, and that's, that empathy part is a huge piece of it. But that whole topic is, is emotional intelligence. And again, it goes back to what I said before. The most successful leaders, the most successful business owners are not high IQ people,
1: the mm-hmm. high
0: IQ people. This is, this is a, this is a generalization. The high IQ person is the one that's like the CFO or the COO or whatever. The CEO is usually the guy that can lead and he understands the emotions and everything else that go along with people and can get everybody riled up and going in the same direction. Yeah. So you're a hundred percent on. So I know I said problem solving was number one maybe <laughs> it's number resourcefulness two or 1b you know what I mean yeah is 1a because the two really go together
1: yeah know? number five lifelong learning the voluntary act of learning throughout life pretty straightforward but went into a lot of examples of kind of my process of especially during a certain period where I was really actively reading a lot of leadership books against wasting time (laughs) Uh, and and other books, design books and uh, finance books, all that kind of stuff. And that really sort of unlocked my brain to see other things. So if you're not constantly looking for more information and figuring out how things are evolving, you can't address the problems of tomorrow. So you have to be actively learning as much as possible.
0: Yeah. Nobody knows everything. And the minute you think you know everything you're dead. Yeah. I mean, there's, (laughs) there's not, it's impossible. And even if you go back to number four, there's stuff you can learn about people every single day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And from a leadership perspective, when you invest in your teammates and your people, you will get that back in spades. Like it is, it, I have seen that personally I've seen it in other places. Like I've just seen amazing leaders and you can learn from these people every day. And so, yeah, so do the reading, you know, I, I try to read a book once at least once a quarter, you know, some different book. And it's usually something on psychology and emotional intelligence and marketing and that kind of stuff at this point, but because that's what most of my day deals with now, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Even if you're on the sales side. Like if you're trying to procure more contracts, you think you don't need to break down what that person needs on that side and be able to hear and understand what they need. Well, I mean, that's how you're going to win them over, you know? Yeah. So you always have to be learning because again, if you're not moving forward, I know it's a stupid sounding you know deal, but if you're not moving forward, whether you're running, crawling, walking, whatever, rolling, whatever, (laughs) you're going to start going backwards. So yeah, always, always be learning for sure.
1: And then the last one was purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. This one is harder to grasp, I think, for each individual to, to figure out what your purpose is. It's a huge word, but I think it tends to fall around the things that make you either ha- really happy or really upset. And my note to this was, if it is something that makes you upset, to try to reframe it as a positive of, I'm addressing this problem mm-hmm. rather than the problem only. And with that, you can get yourself motivated to address these things because it's always you're going to hit those hard points and your purpose is what helps drive you and fuel that persistence and the resourcefulness in those things.
0: Why? Right. Like there's yeah. a whole book on that and, you know, all, all sorts of other things it's like the why are you doing this? And what I think is a good thing. I, I agree with everything you're saying. What I think is a good thing to add to is that will change. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a pretty consistently evolving thing. The why, when I was 18 years old, cause I wanted a Ferrari, the why, when <laughs> I was 20 years old was because of this 25, 30, 40, you know, now what do I, what do I want now? And why, mm-hmm. you know, and I will tell you that has changed along every single, um, and, and I think I, I think I said what I want. That's not what I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, like, why am I doing this? Like, what is my purpose to your point? It changes in so many different stages. Like when you're single and then you're just out of school and then you're dating and then you're married and then you have kids and then you're, you know what I mean? Like all this kind of stuff, like then you become a dog parent, everything changes again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but you're, you're hundred percent correct. Like you have to go back to that. And it's like, and, and you realize it was a choice. Mm-hmm. you chose to do this and then from the decision of why you chose to do that now you have two choices you can either let it hinder you or somehow you can make a choice to figure out how to learn from and it, make it help you or whatever it is and therein lies the power mm-hmm. right you no matter how shitty the circumstance is you always have a choice yeah and that's where you can take back control or the illusion of control and feel like you can keep moving forward so
1: so how are how are those six
0: dude like that's the map <laughs> I mean, I think, I think to me, that's the blueprint and that's the map. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's anything, you know, it's not any new lightning out of a bottle type of deal. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think it was meant to be. And if you can key on, and if you listen to what most of those have to do with, they don't deal with product.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, like that's the most important thing to realize, right? Like if you listen to what we're inherently talking about or what you're speaking on, it has all to do with people and all to do with a message and not a product. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to understand that that's why there's so much money spent on advertising and marketing, because it's not really the product it's trying to tell you why you need this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think once people understand that it doesn't matter what you create or what you build, it's more so about the message behind it and why it's there and then handling the people around it all day long.
1: Yeah. So
0: my presentation
1: was like f- the o- the whole thing was like an hour and gave a lot of personal stories about, my journey, and how it ties into these six items. Speaking more to architecture and design, talk about how I almost didn't make it into the program, a professor that pretty much set me up to fail, and I talk about different points in my career where I hit a wall and had to navigate around Uh, at one point, setting myself up to basically double my salary within one year so if you're in those fields or even if you're not in those fields and just want to hear a little bit more definitely check out uh, my presentation but there's also 17 others that have a lot of good information on different topics Christine Williamson, I don't remember if I told you, but she was on our episode on the evolution of construction.
0: Yeah, I remember that name, yeah.
1: She did one on uh, keeping water out of buildings. Oh, okay. Haven't had a chance to watch that one just yet, but looking forward to digging into hers too. But that's the kind of thing. It's like a lot of people giving very different advice and presentations on different things. So uh, definitely worth checking out yeah we'll have a link in our show notes linking to that and uh, again you have until the end of the year or it'll be running until the end of the year so check it out as soon as you can and than that thank you jason for the yeah. conversation thank you to the listeners for listening we'll talk again on thursday thanks thanks again for listening Spaces is part of the Gable Media Network. You can check out similar content at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. If you enjoy our show, you can support us in three simple ways for free. You can leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app if it allows you to. Tell a friend and follow us on social media. Thanks for spending time with us. Talk soon.
2: Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders. Get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with BuildSmart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host Patrick Mclaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise